Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hello, 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 Welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter, and it is Tuesday, which means normally our dear friend Miss D is with us. She's off today with the holidays and everybody's schedule a little bit all over the place. Maybe your schedule is a little bit all over the place too, hopefully in a good way. We're not going to be with Miss D today, but don't worry, she will be back next week and I am going to be doing shungs all week long. So even if it's just you and me, naughties, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I will be here. Christmas can be a tricky time, can't it? So I think it's a good thing to keep up our routines, to keep doing what we love to do. And there is nothing that I enjoy more than gossiping with my friends about my favourite celebrities, which is what we are going to do right now. Let's jump in to the shower. What time is it, my friends? Let me hear you. It's tea time. You sound marvellous. Big, happy, optimistic story at the top of the show, and I am all for this. So Harry and Meghan have a Christmas gift to King Charles after the royal racist storm. That gift It's reconciliation. So while Harry won't be going over to see his pa, that's what he calls King Charles' pa, over the holidays, he does plan to reach out to the monarch along with his wife, Meghan Markle, and their children, little Archie and little Princess Lilibet, from their Montecito mansion. So a very well-placed source tells Page Six, quote, Harry and Meghan's new strategy is reconciliation. Oh, I love this. A well-placed source. This is somebody that knows Harry and Meghan very, very well. I've got to say, Sarah, who's been breaking these royal stories, she's British for page six. Oh, she's a brilliant reporter and she's got great royal sources. So I was so excited to see that this is a story that she broke. 
So in addition to reaching out, Harry turns 40. That's a big birthday, 4-0 in September. And he's aware of the shifts in the sand. And he wants to try at least one more time to make this right. A reconciliation attempt would come after years of drama. And we can't forget, he did publish that bombshell memoir, Spare, in which he unleashed on his stepmother, Queen Camilla now. That's Charles's wife. That's the love of his life. This is the woman he said he always really wanted to be with. He blames his family into forcing him, making him marry Princess Diana. That's not exactly the entire truth there, but they certainly did not want him to marry Camilla Parker Bowles way back when. Ultimately, he did marry her. She has won over the British public. It's surprising, but she has. Now she's Queen Camilla, the love of his life. And Harry really did go after her in his book Spare. I would argue harder than anybody else. We thought he'd go after his brother, Kate Middleton, the king. No, the one that really, really got it was Camilla. He wasn't nice to the others, but he really went after Camilla. So this made things really difficult. And then add to that that there's a new book out which names Charles as one of the racist royals in the Dutch version of the book. Remember the book was released in the Netherlands and Obid Scobie, who's a friend of Meghan and Harry's, he claimed that the two royals, there were two, not just one, who had a conversation about Archie's skin colour. One was King Charles and one was Harry's sister-in-law, Kate Middleton. So that's a lot of drama to digest there. But even so, uh, the king has shrugged off all this unwanted public attention. And two, let's remember here that he loves his son. He loves Harry. He wants to be involved in his grandchildren's lives. My sources are telling me he really is a changed man. When Harry and William were young, he wasn't the most hands-on father. He wasn't kissy-huggy, and I'm not sure he's that now, but he's certainly a lot more affectionate. And so he wants to make this right. You know, where there's a will, there's a way. Harry and Meghan just sick of all this drama, sick of all this fighting, all this back and forth. They want reconciliation if they really want it. And that's what our friends over at Page Six are reporting. Then there's no reason why this should not happen. I hear you already, Naughties. I hear you. Yes, the one reason might be William and Kate. But my sources tell me if King Charles wants to make up with Harry, he won't listen to William and Kate. In fact, Charles can have his own relationship with Harry and Meghan. And if Kate and William don't want to have a relationship with him, that's up to them. It's up to them. But that doesn't mean everybody in the family can't speak to them. If Charles wants to forgive, if Queen Camilla, that's the key here. It's Camilla. It's always the wife, isn't it? Camilla is the backbone of this family. It's not King Charles. Harry, if you're listening, hello, hello, hello. If you really want to make peace, call Camilla. You know, talk about what you said in the book. I would apologise, but I also would talk about it. If you believe that is true, and I'm sure you do, talk it through. There is no conversation that is not worth having when it comes to reconciling a family. If you really miss somebody, 
if you want to be friends with them again, you swallow certain things. I've had this happen with me, nothing quite as dramatic as Harry and Camilla, but I've had friends, people that I fell out with, and I thought to myself, you know, we've had some really great times, and I'm not going to let this entire friendship die, disappear over one awful thing. No matter how bad that one awful thing might have felt or been or still is, then you want to figure that one out, which is what Harry is trying to do and brings us to our poll question of the day. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's Christmas gift to King Charles will be reconciliation, peace. They want peace. Our question, oh, it's a nice question today. We've had some naughty questions over the last couple of shows, but today's a really nice question. Our question is, is this a Christmas miracle? Mm, go vote on our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob or our Facebook page, which is Naughty Yossip. And be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. Moving along, we have a lovely holiday story that Jennifer Lopez had a big party at her house. She wore a glittering green gown, very much like that famous Versace dress that she wore all those years ago. And it was a star-studded holiday party. So Jennifer and Ben threw a star-studded holiday party for all their pals. The singer dressed very festive for the occasion in a sequined green gown. She always looks fabulous. She sparkled in a strapless dress while belting out, It's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, I love that song. She also sang Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Oh, Jennifer, and many, many more Christmas carols. We know this because a friend of hers posted some videos on Instagram. Jennifer could be seen shouting to the crowd, everybody sing, encouraging her A-list friends to croon along into the microphone. Interestingly, we did not see Ben in the video footage, but he was there and sources are saying he was in good spirits and he loved hosting this holiday party that I think might become a tradition. A source said, quote, they threw a really great party. I bet they did. Who was there? Margot Robbie, Barbie. Michael B. Jordan, the sexiest man alive, Casey Affleck, and lots of other celebs were there. Also, most importantly, their kids were there and they were dancing and having a brilliant time. Ben's daughter's Violet, who's now 18, she was also there. And Lopez's twins, they were there too. They're 15 now, especially enjoying the music. I like this. They have a really fabulous $40, $50 million home in Beverly Hills. My insiders tell me this is going to be the must-get invite every single year moving forward. The week before Christmas or the, or, the, or the week of Christmas, my goodness, it's just around the corner. This is the party you want to go to. J-Lo, remember your old friend Rob, Rob Lowe, or it's Rob Shoe, I guess. <laughs> invite me, I'd love to see you and we can catch up and sing some carols together. My singing's not so bad. Moving along, George Clooney, I love this, is very, very aware that he married up when he married Amal, and he said everybody would say the very same thing. So in a new interview with her friend Nikki at page six, George said that he's very, very aware that at first he didn't meet up to Amal's lofty standards when the two of them got married almost a decade ago. Amal, if you don't know, is a really successful, really successful, world-class human rights attorney. She's also held various appointments with the UK government and also the UN and is a adjunct professor of law at Columbia Law School. The two of them, Amal and George, co-founded the Human Rights Organisation 
for the Clooney Foundation for Justice in 2016. So he was asked, are you aware that Amal is just so fantastic that you really married up? And he said, yes, I am aware of that. He added that everybody else is very aware of it too. He jokes that he is Amal Clooney's husband. I love it. I love it. I love it. Meanwhile, too. And I know this is a little bit shallow, but I have met them. I think she's better looking than him. Uh, he's a movie star. There's very few movie stars. George George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Brand Pitt, Sandra Bullock. But he is a movie star. Yet, the person that shines the brightest wasn't George. It was Imola. Lots of drama going on at Bravo. Isn't there always, though? This is just who Bravo is, so don't get angry with this one. I think Bravo probably even enjoy all the publicity. They have built a network on Real Housewives behaving really poorly, badly, terribly. And so, more drama here, maybe more ratings. Brandy Glanville, who's one of my favourite housewives, just says the most outrageous things. I went out with her one night. Oh, we had so much fun. She said crazy things. We were drinking and dancing. I had such a fun time with her. Well, she's now claiming the Bravo encouraged excessive drinking while filming. Duh! Is this news? So she claims that Bravo tried to encourage her and her co-stars to drink alcohol when they filmed season five of The Real Housewives' Ultimate Girls Trip. Now, the Beverly Hills housewife, the alum, she had a series of tweets, including one where she alleged, in a screenshot, she put up a text from a producer, she alleged that they wanted everybody to drink, drink, drink. She tweeted, quote, "'Producers may not shove the alcohol down our throats.'" But they sure do encourage it, even in Morocco, during the day where it is illegal to drink. Ouch! While Brandy did attach a screenshot of the tweet, she purposely, purposely blocked out the name and the phone number, the contact number, so it's unclear of who allegedly sent her this message. Another message she posted said, You, Vicky and Eva should pull Fendra Parks aside and talk about your drinking game set up for today while at the Spice Market. So once again, proving that alcohol was always in the conversation, even when they were at a Spice Market, they were talking about drinking games. And the reason Brandy's doing this is she's really angry. She's sort of been pushed out by the network. If you remember, there was a confrontation, an incident, even it's been reported a sexual incident between Brandy and a member of the cast. That would be Caroline Manzo. Caroline alleges that Brandy touched her inappropriately and they ended up both leaving the show. And so Bravo has not really commented yet. Is Brandy going to be cut from the episode? I doubt it. I think she's in this episode. Is she going to be invited to the premiere? There, they're a bit bit shady with this aren't they they don't really tell you recently the real housewives of new york their legacy they had a reboot and recently you remember we've talked about it on the show ramona singer allegedly used the 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 n-word a word that we do not use on the show and then she made things even worse when she texted a reporter and used the n-word saying she doesn't use the n-word she turned up at the party now some are saying she wasn't actually invited and she just showed up however she was there bravo loves these sloppy Sloppy, sloppy ladies until they bite the hand that feeds them.
Quickly before we go to break, Amanda Bynes paused her podcast after just one episode saying she's not going to continue unless she gets A-list stars. So she wants Drake on the show and she said that she's not going to go forward. She's not going to do this unless she gets these huge, huge stars. She said, quote, even though the podcast is doing really well, it's had one episode and the response has been amazing. That's great. I'm going to take a pause from now on. One episode. Now, we can we can be very kind here. Amanda has certainly had her own problems, so let's be generous here. But I think hoping to get A-list guests. Who wouldn't want Drake on their podcast? Who wouldn't want Julia Roberts on their podcast? Who wouldn't want Britney Spears on their podcast? They're not going to do it, Amanda, and I hope. I do hope somebody around you, somebody on your team, somebody on the podcasting team is telling you that. And you don't need them either. You are good enough. You're better than that, Amanda. You're fantastic. We will listen to it regardless of the guest. That's the dirty little secret for Naughty But Nice Show. In the beginning, we used to have housewives on and reality stars on. And the numbers actually went down. I think the lesson that we've learned, Naughty, is, is that it's more interesting talking about somebody than talking to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ponder that while we take a quick break and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm Rob Shooter. You're the co-host today, Naughty. So let's get to the poll. Da, da, da. Did you sing along? You sound marvellous. So last show we talked about Matthew Perry's final days were a mixture of nicotine lollipops, ketamine, that's a, a drug, and testosterone shots. Do you want to know all these details? They were really dark, grim details. It was the story of the day. We did it Friday. I thought twice about it. Dawn and Naughty, thank you for contacting me, saying that you really enjoyed the show and how we handled it. Also, too, uh, Dawn pointed out the GMA did this story, Matthew's final days, but they were very, very careful about it. And we are always that on the Naughty But Nice show. We are exactly what our title says. We are naughty, but we are nice. I never forget that. So our question really was... Do you want to know these details? Let's have a look. Ooh, 60% said yes. You do want to know. It's a major new story. And I have a few DMs here saying thank you for handling it in such a dignified, kind, decent, oh, that's nice, manner. Thank you, Naughties. Don't forget to vote on today's poll. Go to our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob or our Facebook page, which is Naughty Gossip. And be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. And now it's time for our nicest of the day. Oh, uh, Meghan Markle has revealed what her little son Archie wants for Christmas, but he probably won't get it. (laughs) The Duchess of Sussex has shared that her four-year-old little boy, uh, he has a new hobby. uh, And she revealed this while moderating a QA and a for Netflix. So Meghan announced that she has a budding photographer at home. I love it. During the event, Meghan revealed that her son was taken after Harriman, a celebrated photographer behind some of the Duke and the Duchess's very, very beautiful portraits. She said the inspiration runs deep. She said, quote, our four-year-old, before correcting herself, and then she said our four-and-a-half-year-old son, as he would say, he says, no, I'm not four, I'm four-and-a-half. She said that the photographer was showing him his very fancy camera and now he wants to get it. It's called Alicia. I think I'm pronouncing that correct. L-E-I-C-A. And so she said, you're not getting Alicia camera. You're four and a half years old. Not even for Christmas. I love it. I love it. I love it. Encourage. Encourage his hobbies, his passions. Let him take photographs. But I don't think you need to buy a very expensive camera just yet.
it. And now I notice the day. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Oh. So I notice the day is the crown. I love the crown. However, a former press secretary for Queen Elizabeth is saying he does not remember the Queen being all glum and boring in real life. So the show really portrays the Queen, particularly this final season, as quite glum and quite boring. Diggy Arbiter, who I've met, he's fabulous. He said, I just didn't recognise that, that woman on the final season of The Crown. He said she was portrayed so gloomy in a way that the Queen never, ever was. He said, I don't remember her being glum and boring. He added, quote, Glum if there was a death in the family or one of her dogs had to be put down. But she was played glum and boring right throughout the show. He added too that he was particularly devastated with how the TV show handled Princess Diana's death. Saying it really wasn't necessary and it was also insensitive. He did not think they needed to do this. The death of their mother, he was very close with William and Harry was raw. It's still raw for both of them. And so he didn't like that either. I think he's right. I'm watching the season. I love it. But I do agree. The Queen is portrayed as so glum and so boring. And in reality, she was the opposite. She was not glum. She was happy. She was full of life. And she certainly wasn't boring. And notice the day. Hey, let's end with a moment of rum. To be kind is more important than to be right. Let me say that again. To be kind is more important than to be right. I have recently learnt this. I always want to be right. And when I am right, I can't let it go. And then I realise it doesn't matter. What matters is being kind. Telling somebody the truth that they don't want to hear that isn't going to help them, that is not, not being helpful. What is being helpful is being kind. Many, many times, people including me, I don't need a brilliant mind that speaks the truth. No, I need a kind heart that listens. Think about that. Next time you're in an argument and you're trying to win, which is always a mistake in an argument, you don't want to win, you want to have resolution. But if you're trying to win an argument, remember that to be kind is more important than to be right. Hey, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Naughty But Nice with Rob and Naughty shows. I love it when you're the co-host. You're so good at it. We're a production of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review and remember all together now, if you're going to be naughty, you've got to be nice. Take care, everybody. It's Naughty But Nice with Rob. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.